Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. Who are still quite obviously children, if I do say so myself. Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. Jonah, I was trying to think of our story for today, and I couldn't help but notice your cool GQ hat. Could you just give us some of the origins? <laughs> sure. So I'm rocking this GQ hat. It's official licensed by the magazine GQ. Whoa. I saw they had this new editor, and so I subscribed and got it, and like instantly, my wife Vicky was like, why are you wearing this GQ hat? I'm not really into like wearing suits and fancy stuff, so it's not totally my personality. Yeah. Well, you couldn't tell from your hat. Yeah. Well, I like it because it kind of puts out there that I kind of have like a good sense of style and that I'm, you know, (laughs) well-read and, you know, up on fancy handkerchiefs or whatever. That's really cool. So, yeah. And I also wear anything that's free that comes in the mail. Yes. Yeah. You kind (laughs) of... Cool. Same. Okay. Well, (laughs) now that we've gone through that... We've addressed the hat. Let's introduce our incredible guest today. She's an incredibly talented and brilliant actress, comedian, and writer who you may know from her film Obvious Child or a little film called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ever heard of it? Or from her book series and Oscar-nominated film Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Please welcome my friend Jenny Slate. Hi. Hi, Jenny. Jenny. How's it going? Hey, guys. I love that GQ hat. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I like it because it's like I'm in favor of this. You know what I mean? Like I support. I like this magazine. I I think that's nice. Yeah. 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 I'm wondering if people are going to think it's like ironic, you know, because I feel like now kids might not know what GQ is because it's not like an app. I don't know. That puts you in the perfect zone. Like it's like, why would you have a GQ hat? You know, like (laughs) it wouldn't, but somehow you do. Whereas, like, if it were, like, Playboy, it's like, ugh, okay. Right, yeah, right, right, right. That's cool, cool, man. You know, but, like, GQ, it's just, like, that hat could say, like, playground or, like, supermarket or, sure. you know, 
Like, yeah. it's like fine. Fun. GQ, fine. Yeah. I also think GQ is such a elevated brand, right? Like, it's I got a lot so. of cachet to it. For me, for me, definitely. Gentleman's Quarterly. I mean, isn't that what that means? <laughs> it I is. I think it is. It is. Love that. Yeah, it's a sports issue this month, so I don't know who anyone inside of it is. But I'm going to check it out. Jenny, how do you feel about, like, I'm sure people send you free stuff. Will you wear free clothes or what's your criteria, sort of? Yeah, I love getting free things. But you know what? I don't like getting free like mugs. Right, right, right. You know, I'm really specific about my mugs. I like take a lot of time to pick them out and I don't like need that. But I really like getting a free like Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Incredible. Half the time those things don't work. Yes. Right. 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 So it's nice to get that. I feel like I get to like borrow clothes and I have to give them back. That's kind of what my lifestyle is. I know. Isn't it so fun when you don't have to give them back though? That's the true dream. It's the best. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get to keep them. But mostly what I do is I just like steal underwear from work. Yes, that you can steal. And they'll ne- they're never going to come after you. Like I'm not going to go into a store or onto the internet. Let's get real. I'm not going to any stores anymore. Somehow that just like died in my life. But I'm not going to like go onto the internet and be like, I need a nude song. Yeah. You know, I right. can't do that. But yeah. Like I don't want to do that. I want to do something more fun. So then at work when they're like, and we have some underwear for you here. Right. I'm like by that you mean I take this home. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm not leaving this. They thong don't want it back. This no way. When we were filming my show, I got into those really big water bottles, like the half gallon mm-hmm. and the gallon water bottles. And I don't think I need to say why. I was changing my underwear all the time. Oh yeah, man. Because <laughs> I was like lightly pissing my pants, Jonah. Oh yeah. And <laughs> and I think they were like keep these. Even though they were washing them, they were sort of like, we don't want these back. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's not like it's like, whoa, uh, you know, at the end of the day with my underwear, but it's like, that's just (laughs) privacy. Like I don't want, I'm not going to leave these. If anything, I would, not that I've ever done this. I just straight up steal them, but like, I would rather take them home and run them through my own wash and then bring them back. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Let like the wardrobe intern. I'm sure. I know. I feel so bad for, I would apologize to them so much when I would get piss on my clothes. (laughs) Oh my, well, you have to. (laughs) You have to apologize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Elephant in the room. There's space all over everything, Jonica. Just trying to change the subject to literally <laughs> sure. anything else. Of course. Jenny, I'm assuming you spent a lot of time in New York. I live in the Berkshires now, but when I lived in New York, I would drop off my laundry a lot, have them fold it, do the whole deal. Did you ever, ever do that drop-off service? Oh, yeah. Love that. That made me feel like I lived on Sesame Street. Yes. Like the laundromat was just one block over. I had a little... First, I had this huge bag that I had from camp. Yes, I had one of those... Me too. Mine had my name printed on it. Yeah, me too. My mom d- uh, did it with, uh, with like fabric markers and she made balloons. And I had that. And then I would like just lug it up the block. And then Angie, the lady that lived next door to me, who was like 200 years old, was like, you need a cart. And I was like, what? And she was like, you need a cart. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. And then like three days later, she like buzzed my buzzer and had gotten me one of those like metal carts. That, you know? yep. And so then I used the cart and I would bring it there and... Just wheel it on in. I love that. Yeah. You don't see a lot of people under 60 with those carts. Yeah. 
I know. It was rare. That's so nice. I never did the laundry like that when I lived in New York because I was always scared that they would shrink everything. Oh. Interesting. Because they dry everything. And I let almost all of my clothes air dry. Whoa. I know. Because I'm worried they're going to shrink. You can bring your own detergent and they will use it also. So that, that was, was going to be my next thing was that yeah. I use fragrance-free detergent because I get sort of allergic to fragrance. Yeah. I'm sure our listeners are loving getting all the deets. <laughs> you know what gave me like a real shock of like, what are we going to do here? What are we <laughs> yesterday is that I used like a certain detergent that does have a nice smell when my daughter was born because they were like, this is what you use for babies. This is like yeah. what you the baby's clothes in. And then now we could really use anything like she's two years old. We could just go back to like a sort of normal, whatever, nice organic, you know, something that's not going to like melt your skin off. What do you call it? Detergent. But I can't stop using it because I feel like my daughter will stop being a baby. Like, I know, I think it's wrong. Like I was like, we're not going to wash our clothes in this detergent forever, Jenny, are you? But I guess... I just don't want to let it go. And I'm like, what's the harm? Do you wash everybody's clothes in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you all smell like little sweeties. A baby. Yeah. Like li- sweet little babies. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think keep it going. And maybe when she's 10, she'll say. Why does the detergent have a picture of a newborn baby on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that, I think we're going to go to our first commercial break. And we'll be right back with Jenny Slate. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Jenny, I wish I could smell how your clothes smell right now. They smell nice. It seems like they do. Mm. That's what I would think. We're really excited to talk about your topic today. Your topic is popples. And I just wanted to know to start, how are popples significant to you? Well, 
First of all, I haven't seen a popple in a really long time. And I just feel like a lot of people don't know what they are. Like they're just a little bit more obscure than let's say like the pound puppies. Sure. Love pound puppies. And I had three popples, a mom and two baby popples kind of. And <laughs> my mom was just like really, I don't know why, but like pretty anti-pop culture. Uh huh. It wasn't like a religious thing. It was just like... I think she just kind of thought maybe the way I think, like a lot of that is crap. Like she was like, that's crap. You know, like it's crap. Like gushers are crap. We're not having gushers. It's crap. And like, we're not getting popples. We're not spending money on that. You guys already get Barbies. We're not buying more like synthetic, you know, crap. Yeah. So it was like a big get to get them. And we got them for Hanukkah. And also that like somebody made up the popple is really funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. They still exist. In fact, they're, kind of really thriving. They were originally invented around 1986. And then I don't really remember this, but then there was also a TV show, like an animated show that came out about them. And then they kept over the years kind of bringing them back, but we'll get into that. But just to say, last night I watched some of the new Netflix show. 2015 Netflix rebooted Popples. Yeah. 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 And it's really, they live in a Popple pod. They use the word Popple so much in it in different iterations. I think their town is called Popolopolis. And if I'm making that up, that's so insane. But I think that that's really what it's called. Basically, the way that you know they're Popples is that when they move, they kind of jump up and turn into balls. Yeah. And just to explain to people what a Popple is, do you want to explain what they are for anyone who's kind of been, I don't know, living in a cave? Sure. A popple is a stuffed animal. Its body is like a sphere. They have different colors that are all like kind of sherbet colors, like orange and like raspberry and purple. And they have a face, they have ears, they have like kind of little like paws. And then on their back, they're like a reverse marsupial. So like their back is like what would be like almost like a kangaroo pouch kind of. Oh, and they have a long tail with a pom-pom at the end that from what I remember is two colors, could be two colors, maybe not. Maybe it's just one color. But anyway, the tail is like on their butt, but then they have this like pocket in the back. And basically what you can do is turn the popple into a full ball by turning them inside out into their own pocket. Yes, yes. Now, I looked up what popple I had growing up, and I had fuzzball, which was the white popple, the big white popple with like blue ears and stuff like that. that. It was an amazing popple. But I don't know if you remember this from being a kid, but they were quite hard to stuff into the ball. Pretty hard. Like it was almost impossible. And that was a real design flaw, I think. Yeah, you had to be like, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) And then when they were in the ball, it wasn't smooth. Like, but I kind of liked that, like it was kind of lumpy. I remember I had to have my mom, I think, put it into the ball because I just couldn't, I didn't have like the fine motor skills or the strength. Well, stuffing stuff into a ball is tough. Even like if you've ever gotten like a sleeping bag or a tent or something, it's tough. That action is difficult in general, I think. You're absolutely right. I think Putting an air mattress into a bag. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That'll put that'll just <laughs> into a terrible mood. Or a sleeping bag is also oh. so hard. And you know what? Now that I'm in California, I've got a foldable chair, kind of like a camping chair in the trunk of my car. And if you think I can get that thing back into the bag, you know what you can do is think again. That's right. You go ahead and yeah. just think twice. And the idea that folding that stuff up and putting it into a bag is so hard and that they would make a toy 
kind of based around that idea and that it would be successful is so Well, odd. I also think there's something kind of satisfying about getting the popple back in the ball, right? Totally. I loved it. I mean, and there would kind of be these moments where I would like go into my room and see the popple and be like, huh, I haven't put that thing into a ball in a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll change it up. Like my room will be so different when I have like these balls in it. Yeah. yeah. That's a cheat that, am I right? Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. You can't miss that one. Another thing to note is that the original Popple line from 1986 had 13-inch, 11-inch, yeah. I guess this is their diameter, and 8-inch. So I think I had a little 8-inch one, too. But the one I remember most is Puffball, an 11-inch female Popple with white fur, yellow hair, orange cheeks, and contrasting blue and magenta ears. Yeah. I had the orange one. And I thought it was ugly, but, and then it was, I had baby ones too. Did you name them? I can't remember. I don't think so. You had, I'm trying to see which one you had. Which one had orange fur? Pretty Cool had blue fur. Party had pink fur. You had Puzzle. Puzzle, that seems right. With orange fur, green hair, pink cheeks, and contrasting blue and red ears. Yeah, and then I had a baby one that had purple, blue ears, and the pink on the top. Yeah, you had Pretty Bit, an eight-inch female popple with lavender fur, hot pink hair, pink cheeks, and contrasting pink and blue ears. Yeah. Jenny, are you familiar with the celebrity popple line in 2001? No, I'm not. Jenny, this is (laughs) odd, 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 odd. We weren't either. We weren't either. But I just want to say, before that came out, they did Rockstar Popples and Baby Popples. Pufflings, which look like little popple pets. The Rockstar Popples, self-explanatory. They look like little rock stars. Sports Popples that turned into like sports balls. Uh-huh. Big kick, a basketball, football, etc. Flower Popples, pillow Popples, fruit Popples, etc. And then 2001, as Jonah just referenced, they did this weird thing where they came out with celebrity... Popples. So is it like a popple version of a celebrity? Yeah. According to our research, it's popples that just have their name based on celebrities. Yeah. So if you look at them, and I did, they don't look like the celebrities at all. But the thing that is the most funny to me about these celebrity popples is how obscure the celebrities are. I was going to say, so it's 2001. I would love to guess. Yes, guess, please guess. guess. Please guess. If you can guess one of them, I'll be so impressed. Ricky Martin. Nope. <laughs> that is a good guess. That's a great guess. 2001, like... It's actually all women. They're all women. Huh. Oprah? <laughs> no, that would be incredible. She would never allow it. No. <laughs> way too classy. I'm trying to think of like who we had. I can only think of Britney Spears. That's close. I don't know some of who some of these people are. I think I know who all of them are, but I had to look some of them up. So the first one is Tiffany, which seems... That's 80s, though. I know. I know. It's odd. Rachel Lee Cook. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll take it. Elisa Donovan, who is the redhead woman on Clueless, like the redhead. She's kind of making a comeback now in those Rakuten commercials, but... This is no burn to Elisa Donovan. If she ever wants to do the podcast, we'd love to have her. But I don't think people are ever like, oh my God, an Elisa Donovan popple. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, okay. Nicole Oliver, 
Actually, that's the one that I, I don't know who Nicole Oliver is. You neither. Melissa Joan Hart. That makes Melissa sense. Melissa Joan Hart. That, that makes sense. Makes- sure. Ananda Lewis. So Ananda Lewis was an MTV VJ. Oh, yeah. I remember her. Who then went on to like have maybe a separate news career, talk show career or something, but odd. Shoshana Lonestein, who has the clothing line Shoshana, who used to date Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So that's... Uh, Jessica Biel, that makes sense. And Christina Ricci. So the ones that were odd to me, again, I'm not sure who Nicole Oliver is. I should have looked I that. looked her up. She is best known for her roles in My Little Pony oh. and The Littlest Pet Shop. So maybe she's kind of in the Popple My Little Pony universe. Got it. And so she's a voiceover actor? Not sure. Yeah. Okay. But the Shoshana one, Ananda Lewis, even Elisa Donovan, I go, what? <laughs> What do these people do? Do they make deals with Popples people so that they could use their name? That's my question. Jenny, I'm wondering like 2023 Popples come to you. They say we're rebooting again. We're interested in Jenny Slate. Popple, what do you say? You say talk to my agent or what do you do? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me, it's going to be a pass just because I don't need Popples to be more than what they ever were. Yeah. 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 You know, it's not about me being like a snob about it or whatever. Like I'm very open to an endorsement, you know, like I would like to have a swimming pool one day, as I keep saying. Sure. <laughs> like I don't think that popples need to be more than popples. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I think would be tough about having a popple named after you is again, if you look at these quote unquote celebrity popples, yeah. they just look like popples. And so it's right. hard to have something named after you. That looks like just a little furry thing with <laughs> that rolls into a ball. <laughs> totally. Like, you know what I would like named after me? What's that? Like pretty obvious, but like a Ben and Jerry's. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, I think that's pretty cool. What do you think it would be? Like, what would be your dream flavor that would be named after you? Mm, the thing is, I think it... I actually think it already exists. Oh, man. That's the thing. It's like, I'm a real Cherry Garcia. Okay. Okay. It's my favorite flavor, but it also best represents me, I feel like. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That makes sense. So, But maybe they would do some year a special Cherry Garcia, Jenny Slate. Yeah. You know. I mean, back to the Popple Sherbert thing, but like. I never know if it's Sherbet or Sherbert. I don't either. Sherbet? Yeah, that's tough. Sher- we used to say Sherbert growing up, but some people say Sherbet. I'm from Massachusetts and people put R's where they're not supposed to go. Like my mom says, put on your Parker and sit on the sofa. Wait, put on your Parker? Instead of Parka. Oh. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but all I'll say is if they were to make like an orange sherbet, sherbet. I think it's sherbet. <laughs> I think that could be, you know. That could be for you. That's really nice. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, I would want something that has chocolate in it. Because mm. that's just kind of, but actually one of my favorite ice cream flavors this is a little known fact about me that you two are going to hear right now is I love Rocky Road. Oh, yeah. I never have that one. Yeah, I always forget about that I one. never have it. It almost feels like it's gone the way of the popple in that, although I guess popples are back, <laughs> in that it doesn't really exist as much anymore. Doesn't it feel so like 80s and 90s, Rocky Road? Well, that's because everyone's like, it's moose tracks. Right, oh, right, right, right. They're doing moose tracks. I can't get in. You know, I live in Massachusetts also, and I feel like I go to the local ice cream place and... 
I cannot stand when they have all these names of ice creams that aren't the flavors because you got to ask what they all are. And I feel Ugh. like I'm just like asking. So I'm like, what's this? Totally. Like, what's whale's tail? And then they're <laughs> yeah. like, it's like a teenager, like looking for a printout. Like, <laughs> um, okay. So one thing I know is that the ice cream is blue. Oh, hold on. That's not it. And you're just like, oh, forget it. Yeah. I live most of the year as you know, Vanessa, in a small town in Massachusetts. And we have an ice cream place called Dockside, which is an ice cream place by a dock. And my move now, after deeply embarrassing myself there, because they had an ad for... <laughs> One of the people who worked there also put up an ad for that they would like scrub the decks of your ship. Like it was like a deck cleaning. Okay, okay, okay. And I was like, can I get a small deck cleaning? <laughs> And like everyone there was like, what? Like we hate you. And I was with Gabe Leadman and his husband. And they were both like, you just bombed so hard in front of those teenagers. And I like hated it so much. And so the next time I came back to sort of try to be like, actually, I am like an adult and I can, I'm like free and you're teenagers and like, you know, like I can do whatever I want. You should watch me now. I ordered an ice cream sundae. <laughs> And I just sort of did it out of spite or like, yeah. I was like, I get an ice cream sundae whenever I want because I'm an adult. Okay. I can do <laughs> like I don't actually bomb in front of you. I'm a professional comedian. And then I got a sundae and I was like, why am I doing this? But then it was just a plain vanilla with whipped cream, a cherry and chocolate hot fudge. And I was like, oh, I'm getting this every time. And now I go there and I'm not the person who made the stupid joke, but I'm like the lady who always gets a Sunday. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so wait, when you... <laughs> so wait, was the deck cleaning order you were making a joke? See, I can see it also bummed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe you really thought that was a flavor because the flavors had such wild names. Well, that's the thing. It was right next to the flavor. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, can I get a small deck cleaning? <laughs> And they were like, what? Oh. oh, no, nothing. I like that you had the attitude like to prove you're an adult and be like, I can stay up as late as I want. I can eat whatever yeah. I want. Like, I don't have a curfew. You know, like, who are you to laugh at me? Exactly. Yeah. Go home and live with your parents, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I could come here five times a day. And no one would tell me I can't have it. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast, lunch and dinner ice cream. And I dare you to, to challenge me because guess what? I'm an adult. Yeah. I think that's really cool. <laughs> well, just to wrap things up on Popples, I just want to say you can buy them now. They look a lot more sleek than they used to look. Oh, man. Which, you know, and the Netflix show, it's like 12-ish minute episodes and they put two together. They look pretty sleek in that too, just to kind of, they don't really resemble the Popples that you remember. Now, I'll also say if you do ever decide to watch, maybe with your daughter, I do think it's a show for pretty young kids. It was below my comprehension level, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Jenny Slate. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Now, Jenny, we're going to play a fun little game with you called Legit Moan or Unnecessary Groan. Legit Moan. Unnecessary Groan. Okay. And basically, this was inspired by this now defunct column in our local paper, Growing Up, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, where on Mondays, they used to have this Monday moaning section where people would write in with their extremely petty complaints. Uh And we would find them really funny as kids. And they don't do it anymore. It's about 10 years ago they stopped doing it but we still find them really funny and we found the archives and so we're going to read a few of them to you and then get your take on whether you think it's a legit moan that this person has or an unnecessary groan now Jonah, do you want to introduce the battle zone element of this? Yeah, so we're going to actually do a a game inside a game. This is a battle zone. So this is actually one person posting a complaint one week, and then I found the next week's paper and someone replies to it. Okay, first one. So we'll get what side you're on at this argument. I can kick us off. The initial one, these are short, is from Parma. My moan is about people cutting grass. I don't know who's lazier. People who have their grass cut or people cutting the grass with equipment worth over $10,000 for a postage side stamp lot. Okay. So this person's upset about people buying expensive equipment or hiring someone to cut their... Or hiring someone for their tiny lot. Yeah, so that's not giving them a lot of options, I guess, unless doing it themselves with cheap equipment. Okay. So someone writes back the next week from Medina and says, To the person complaining about people having their lawns mowed for them, it takes a lawn service barely 20 minutes to cut, trim, and blow a lawn, and a person with a quote-unquote real mower more than two hours... Think about the disabled people, people with heart problems, or the elderly that can't mow their lawns. No one is knocking down their doors to help out. Jenny, what do you think? Whose side are you on with this lawn mowing kind of debate? Battle zone. I'm on the side of the person who responded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I kind of just feel like none of your beeswax. Like if yeah. somebody wants to uh, apparently spend $10,000 or something on a lawnmower, like <laughs> let them. Like, right. And the other thing I'll add is that my husband loves mowing the lawn. He chills out. Yeah. You know, it's like a flow state thing. He likes it, but sometimes he doesn't have time. Sure. And so he comes and does it. And 
I think that experience is uh, cool either way. And yeah, I, I think it's a, what is it? Unnecessary groan. Unnecessary yeah, I agree. Yeah. Vanessa, what about you? I agree with Jenny. I think the first person is kind of complaining about nothing. And I think that the person responding is correct. Yeah. And also, even if the person doesn't have a heart problem or is elderly or disabled, I also think like that they still have a right to call and have someone do it for them if that's their preference. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I cut my lawn. Yeah, I don't mind doing it. We have an electric lawnmower. I charge it up, do it. Doesn't take that long. Not to brag. But also, yeah, I get the sense a person writing the first letter, probably a lot of things make them mad that don't affect them at all. Yes. Like they probably drive down the street and like, oh, that guy's lawnmower is too expensive. That guy's car's the wrong color. Like this is probably a very hard person to please if this is if they're actually going to yeah. the trouble to write a letter to the local newspaper about this. Jonah, that was a good impression of that person. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think there's a little bit of that inside me. And I think that's maybe something I try to really work on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to read. We have a new one, Jenny. This is a new one I'm going to read. Okay. This person is from Westlake, Ohio, and they wrote, I can't believe the rudeness of some of the kids who ride their bikes to the Subway restaurant in Bay Village. I have been there many times lately where I have seen a good number of bikes just thrown onto the sidewalk, blocking the way for patrons to come inside the restaurant. My mother, who uses a cane, had a difficult time making it to the doorway the other day because there were five or more bikes just thrown on the sidewalk leading to the doorway. Whatever happened to good manners? Oh, wow. (laughs) Is there a response or this is just... This one doesn't have a response. This one sadly doesn't have a response. I think that's... What is it? A moan? Legit moan. A legit Legit, moan. Legit I like everything about this person. The Subway restaurant? (laughs) 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 That's so nice. You know, a bike. Not everyone gets a bike. Yeah. You know, throw that on the ground. You, you yeah. put that stand up. You yeah. it, use the rack. Come on, guys. I yeah. agree. I think everybody needs to mind their manners. I like that their mom wants to get a Subway sandwich. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so nice. I, I wish those kids would pick up their darn bikes. I yeah. know. I know. I bought a bike when I still lived in New York, and I remember them being like, do you want a kickstand on it? Most people like they made it sound like most serious bikers don't want a kickstand because it adds weight. And I was like, yes, I want a kickstand. Like, I don't want to always have to be leaning this thing against stuff. Like, right. to me, it's, yeah, but maybe these kids are anti-kickstand and they think, I'll just throw it in front of the Subway restaurant when I go in to get my meatball sub. And that's just not cool. And I totally agree. That's so funny about kickstands. Are kickstands looked down upon? Like, you're not a real I mean, biker? now they like fixed gear bikes. They don't even like them having brakes, gear. I mean, you want to make them as light as possible, sort of. So, yeah. How are you supposed to stop if you don't have any... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a sort of a technique to it. Again, I got a kickstand on my bike. I I was getting all the so. But yeah, I think there's a way you sort of if anyone drives fixed gear bikes, they would know you turn maybe or something. I don't know. Seems dangerous, right? I'm so scared of bikes. I'll never get on. I was just going to put it out there. I'm not into bikes. I don't like I'm not going to be riding a bike around a city. That's absolutely a no for me. (laughs) And actually, when I see people riding bikes, I go, get out of here. Oh, my God. (laughs) So mad about it. Like, I loved riding bikes on the driveway as a kid. But, like, I have a long, needs to be cut down even story that will go in my next stand-up special about how my husband on one of, like, our first kind of, like, dates assumed, like, never asked assume that I would ride a bike. It was like, no, that would have made, I was like, can't believe you're still together. I know. I mean, that's kind of like the center of the joke. I mean, it it really was like, how, what is so like messed up. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so like bringing a horse into the front yard and being like, come on. exactly did you ever think maybe absolutely not you know that's a good idea for a date we'll go risk our lives in the middle of the road i'd love to just get like slapped by a car door and have like a broken clavicle and like a weird (laughs) abrasion on my face that's absolutely i really do like your husband but this is going to take me a minute if that makes sense he's really outdoorsy and even though he's american he kind of sometimes seems like european and (laughs) like about bikes you know I'm so glad that we fall in the same place on bikes. I just go, you know, walk or get a car. Yeah. I hope we don't fall in the same place, Vanessa. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, Vanessa, you're in agreement about this, I assume, with the subway restaurant yes. bike riding. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm so like, I think this person has a really great point. I think this is such a legit moan. And these kids are lucky enough to have bikes. Take care of them. And right. by the way, I know that goes in opposition of what I just said because I hate bikes. So why would you be lucky to have one? But I just mean these little punks probably um, didn't even have to pay for their bikes. (laughs) Okay. So this is a final one. Uh, This is a short one. It's from Lakewood, Ohio, where I used to live. It's, please stop cutting articles and coupons out of library magazines. They do not belong to you. This is stealing and ruining the magazine for the next person. Okay, it's a legit moan, but it's like, I don't love other people who are like reminding people of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get that it's a bummer if I were reading The New Yorker in, you know, a library, which I, you know, that's not happening. But like, if I were, (laughs) and I was like, can't wait to find out, you know, what this guy said about this other thing, and then flip the page and it was like a cutout angle, I'd be pissed. But they don't belong to you. It's like... Okay. Yeah. I think it's legit, but I'm also, those coupons aren't going to get used otherwise. But I understand like sometimes the coupon and then on the other side of the page is the continuation of the story. So it can be kind of a tough thing. But I also go, if you care so much, buy the magazine. If someone needs a coupon. Yeah. Yeah, let them have it. I mean, I guess the thing that was cool, I mean, this really is feels so outdated to be getting magazines from the library. But the thing that's cool about it is that you can see back issues. And so I could see how they're sort of archival materials and you're cutting stuff out of something that's going to become part of history, some might say. But it depends to me. I mean, like when I'm reading my new issue of GQ, I'm trying to really, you know. full circle, Jonah. I don't want to interrupt it. But I also feel like it depends what's on the other side of the coupon. Like if it's an ad or something, I think you should be able to cut it out. If it's, you know, a, a great feature, and I'm in the middle of it, then maybe have some tech. But I think it really depends what's on the other side. I think you're right. I think, can that person who's cutting the coupon take a moment to kind of look into the other side and have the forethought to think, maybe if this is a story on the other side, I should think twice about cutting this coupon. You know, it's also a lesson, I'll say, in making a request. (laughs) And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like saying what you need, but you're less likely to get it when you sprinkle a little shame on there, just to yeah. show people how urgent this is for you. It's like, if the person had just been like, I feel so upset that I like to go to the library and have like my quiet time and read magazines and that people have clipped out coupons. I wish people would think about the readers. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The tone of they don't belong to you. Yeah. The tone yeah. is yeah, pretty, pretty tough. Yeah. The other thing that's just a general Monday moaning note is that I think this person... <laughs> If they just went to their library and said, hey, do you guys mind putting up a sign just reminding people not to cut coupons and stuff out of the magazines? Because sometimes they're cutting out parts of the stories in the magazines. 
That's like to me the most direct way, as opposed to writing this letter anonymously to all of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, it's, it's a huge move. It's a huge move. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes. Where can people find out more about you? You have anything to promote? Anything like that? I just came on because I <laughs> wanted to be here and talk to you guys. I don't really feel like I have anything to promote right now. Except being an absolute rock star, Jenny. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could just go ahead and still watch the Marcel the Shell movie if you yes. want. You yes. Yes. Watch that yes. for the rest of your life. I think it's super <laughs> nice. I wrote a book. It's called Little Weirds. That's still there. Yes, on- that's right. Yes. Like that. Maybe you'll like it too. But mostly I was just here because I just wanted to talk to you guys because your show is cool and so are you. So oh that's how we think about you and just love you. So Same here. Love you too. Aww. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird? where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like popples. Yeah. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.